Welcome to Keep This In Mind. My name's Melissa, and I'm a consumer psychologist and coach who's been studying psychology for the last 10 years. During that time, I've also shown myself what is possible through self-coaching and changing the way I think about my life, and I'm going to show you how you can do the exact same. So many people are unaware that our thoughts are always within our control, and when you take control of your thoughts, you'll be amazed at the incredible results you can create in your own life. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Thank you so, so much for all of your amazing feedback on the first three episodes. I've just been inundated with lots and lots of lovely messages of you guys sharing the podcast and letting me know what you think of it and how it's helping you. And that's really all that I wanted this to be ever is just leave you feeling a little bit more understood and helping you understand, you know, the, the processes that we all have in our own brains that no one really ever talks about. So today... We're going to talk about something that I think we all feel at one point or another, which is feeling stuck. Usually we feel stuck when we have a sense that we need to do something, you know, anything to propel ourselves out of our current state, but we just can't. It's like we're frozen. Like no step of action feels like it's good enough or available for us to take, and it can feel absolutely debilitating. And when we feel stuck, we are unable to take action because of what we believe is out of our own control. Now notice I said what we believe is out of our control, not what is actually out of our control. It always goes back to the way we're thinking. So we can even use the example of when we were in school and feeling stuck with an assignment or homework project. When we were kids doing our schoolwork, we got stuck a lot of the time and had to ask our parents or teachers to help us out. And I remember sometimes when I would be stuck with a math problem or an essay, I would go to my mom and ask her for help with the answer. She would always make me figure it out. And I would be so annoyed. <laughs> like, just tell me the answer. I don't care how to do it myself. Just tell me the answer. But the reason why my mom didn't want to just tell me the answer is because then I wouldn't know where I had gotten stuck or how to solve the problem the next time I got stuck. My brain would not have understood how to lean into the problem so I could develop the meta skill of critical thinking and testing things out to find out what works. If my mom had just given me the answer, I would have subconsciously learned that I needed to look to other people for answers and directions whenever I didn't know how to do something. And so for example, by comparing myself to other people or expecting to take my cues from the world around me rather than learning that I could create an outcome of my own desires and my own design. And it also breeds a very a passive mentality. It's a very passive way to live life when you don't have the understanding that you are the one driving the car and you're the one making the decisions and it's your responsibility to take ownership of the direction your life is going. Not being aware that you're in control of your life is known as having a victim mentality and a person has a victim mentality when they don't think anything is their fault. They don't take any responsibility for their life and they believe that life just happens to them. You don't take ownership of the fact that your entire human experience is created by the thoughts you have about it, then you're going to stay stuck. Because the only way to get away from feeling stuck is to look at those thoughts you're having and start making some changes. So let's go back to the example of the child needing help with their homework. So what would you tell your child? If they came up to you and said, I have this math problem to solve or a paper to finish writing, but they say, I feel stuck. I don't know what to do. So seriously, think about what you would tell them to do. Would you say, that's fine, sweetie. Math is just hard. Would you tell them to accept the fact that they feel stuck? Because that's just the way math is. Would you tell them there's nothing they can do about it? Would you tell them to wait and see if the homework suddenly changes and becomes less, less difficult? 
Would you tell them to sit there in confusion and patiently wait it out and the answer will suddenly arrive to them? No, <laughs> that's not what you would do because, but, but that's what we allow ourselves to think when we feel stuck. We spend too much time in the problem rather than focusing on the solution. When you go see a life coach, you spend about five to 10 minutes on the problem and the rest of the hour is spent creating solutions to the problem. You're not gonna get out of feeling stuck until you realize that feeling stuck is just a symptom of one thing, fear. It's like our fight or flight response. You know, the physiological reaction that occurs in response to a perceived harmful event or attack or something that threatens our survival, we either fight the problem, run away from the problem, or we stay frozen in fear. And when you're stuck, you're unable to take action because of what you believe. You believe everything that is happening is out of your own control. You're frozen with fear. You're not taking action because you are afraid. You're afraid that you might make the wrong decision. You're afraid there will be repercussions. You're afraid that others will judge you or you're afraid of failure. But the funny thing is in life, you probably will make some bad decisions. There will definitely always be repercussions for your actions. Other people are always going to judge you and have opinions about you and you will fail at things if you are willing to try them. You will. Oftentimes I see so many people believe that there's a limited number of options they can take to move themselves forward. They think that there are parameters that they have to move between. And I felt this whenever I was in the midst of finishing my PhD and trying to figure out my next move. I felt stuck because I was only looking for solutions based within the constraint that I had built myself, which was that my next job had to be in research and it had to have something to do with the chemicals that I studied. I wasn't allowing myself to see that those were actually limiting beliefs I had about my next career move that were not facts. Those were thoughts I was having about my situation and beliefs that I were ha was having about my situation. And we have to start questioning the thoughts we have because a lot of the time we think those thoughts are facts because we've believed them for so long. That's the only reason why. We've believed them for so long, so we've been searching for evidence for them. I thought I can't do anything other than research. I was confining my next step based on the parameter that I can't do anything other than research. And when we think that we have limited options, how does this make us feel? We begin to feel restricted, forced, obligated, and cramped. And when you're stuck, you're having feelings of frustration and worry and resentment and confusion. None of those feelings are gonna drive action and move you forward, in fact, those feelings are usually what causes inaction. Staying where we are, not thinking about the future in a positive way, not believing that the future is malleable. The only difference between feeling stuck and not feeling stuck are the thoughts you're having about your current situation. Feeling stuck blocks the creativity that we need to be able to create solutions to the problems that we're having, and we lack the ability to see the situation for what it truly is, separate from any thoughts that we're having about it. So. By now, the burning question you must have is, how do you get unstuck? And that's the million dollar question. And you might think that this depends on the situation or the circumstance that you're in, but if you think that taking action right away, like finally sending your boss an email about your resignation, if you think that is gonna help you not feel stuck, then you're not tackling the root cause of the issue. Instead, you're actually skipping two vital steps that come before taking action which are number one, understanding your thoughts about the situation or the problem, and number two, how they are making you feel about the problem. How these thoughts are making you feel about the problem, right? We can take action all day long, but at the end of the day, if the same thoughts and feelings that led you to feel stuck are now driving your actions, 
you're always going to come back to the same result of feeling stuck. That's why it's so important that we become aware of what's going on in our brains and what are the thoughts we are having that are leading us to feel stuck. Taking some action without changing your mindset will inevitably, it will change some of the circumstances in your life, but it's just like that saying, wherever you go, there you are. So just so we are super clear, before I tell you how you're going to get unstuck, you need to take responsibility for feeling stuck. Just have a think right now about an area of your life where you might feel stuck, and I want you to pause this podcast and finish this sentence. I feel stuck because... Now, the second half of that sentence has to start with I. You need to take responsibility over the fact that you feel stuck because of something you are thinking, feeling, or doing. There's no, I feel stuck because my marriage isn't fulfilling. You know, in that case, you're saying it's the marriage's fault you're stuck. It can't be marriage's fault because not everyone in a marriage feels stuck. Do you see what I'm saying? And if you keep landing on finishing that sentence with, the marriage or another circumstance that you're in. Maybe you're saying, I feel stuck because I don't have enough money or because I lost my job. Keep asking yourself why. If you keep landing on these circumstances, if the, these other out, external things, keep asking yourself why. Why do you feel stuck because you don't have enough money? Why do you feel stuck because you lost your job? Why did you lose your job? And keep doing that and keep asking yourself why until you land on a reason that starts with I think or I believe or you get to a place where you can consciously accept the responsibility for why you're feeling stuck. Because until you get to the root cause, you're just going to keep taking action, keep thinking and feeling the same way about yourself and your life, and you're going to keep ending up right where you started, which is feeling frozen with fear and not knowing what to do and feeling like you have no control over your life. And I'll tell you firsthand, I tried to do that whenever I was first figuring out what to do whenever I was finishing my PhD. And it wasn't until I took responsibility and said, Melissa, it's your fault that you're stuck and it's your responsibility to get yourself unstuck that I finally started changing the way I saw myself and the situation and finally made some big decisions and got myself moving again. So step one, when you're trying to get unstuck, you need to have a cold, hard look at the results of your life and your responsibility for getting yourself there. You need to be 100% on board with the fact that you got yourself there, whether you like it or not. Your current feelings are the results of the thoughts that you're having. And, you know, this is psychology 101. Our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our actions or our inaction. So step two is to stop avoiding discomfort. Plot twist. There's discomfort either way. Accept that there is going to be discomfort whether you choose to take action or you choose to stay stuck. Remember what we talked about last week about our present and our future selves? We think that by keeping things the way they are, we are avoiding feeling the negative emotions that come along with making changes and growing in our lives. But we are humans. We are meant to grow and evolve and learn and do new things. That's why we have our prefrontal cortex. We want to be creative and imaginative and create a future for ourselves. And we have a future self that wants to achieve all these goals like owning a business or losing weight or becoming a marathon runner. And when we don't push ourselves out of that comfort zone, we are sacrificing our future self. And conversely, when we do push ourselves out of our comfort zone, we sacrifice 
what our present self wants, which is to stay the same. Either way, we're feeling discomfort. Another way to look at this is either way, one of you wins. Either your present self wins or your future self wins. If you're feeling stuck, it means you're letting your present self win too much of the time. You need to let your future self have some wins. It's time to delay gratification and feel the discomfort first rather than feeling the instant gratification and feeling the discomfort later. It's just a different flavor of discomfort, a different flavor of gratification. And the cool thing is that our brain likes to adapt and fit patterns. So if you're consistently feeling the discomfort and choosing to act anyway, then your brain begins to learn that that's the norm and that's what we do. And it actually becomes less difficult to let your future self win. Step number three is to plan without limitations. And now this is easier said than done because as I mentioned, a lot of our beliefs that we have about our lives are not facts, but they feel true because we've believed them for so long. And I'm going to be recording a podcast all about how to identify self-limiting beliefs. But in the meantime, there are some questions you need to ask yourself about the thoughts that you're having to make sure that they are truths. Some of those questions can look like, is this a fact? Would other people agree with this? How is this belief stopping me from becoming the person I want to be? And there are plenty of questions you can ask in order to identify limiting beliefs. In fact, there's a great list of 45 questions you should ask yourself about limiting beliefs. It's from uh, this website called Positively Rebellious, and I'll link it up in the show notes for you guys to look at if you want to. But you need to basically make a plan for yourself and start owning some decisions, even super small decisions. People have a lot of drama surrounding decision-making and it does not stem from confusion. We don't put off making decisions because we're confused. In fact, I would argue that we always make decisions instantly. We just feel more comfortable making them if we mull them over for a while. And in doing that, we start mulling things over and we sometimes end up making a decision that doesn't ultimately serve us because we're trying to appease somebody else or we're scared of doing something that we've never done before. Using confusion as the reason that you're feeling stuck is a cop-out. You always know what to do and you begin to get better at trusting your own judgment and having that trusting relationship with yourself when you start making decisions, even hard ones even small ones, and you keep having your own back. So like I said, you have to make a plan for yourself and keep making decisions and keep taking ownership of the direction your life is going because you have the absolute gift of deciding how your future turns out for the most part. There's always things that are out of our control. There will always be things that are out of our control, but our thoughts are always within our control. So we need to learn how to use them to be able to experience a life we enjoy, a life that feels true to us and a life that aligns with us. And you can try to control other people or external circumstances by taking action, taking action, taking action, but I'm gonna save you a lot of time right now and tell you that that's exhausting and it never gets easier. It's like a vicious cycle. Instead of getting to the root of the issue, accepting responsibility, accepting that life is 50-50, positive and negative, and that there's discomfort either way, so we better make a decision to do what serves us. And you get into that vicious cycle of just taking action, having to try and control the situation, learning you can't control the situation, that it makes it so much easier when you can actually change the way that you're thinking about the situation because then you're changing what is in your own control, which is your emotional experience of your life. The last step is to keep trying and keep failing. And when I tell you that you need to change the way that you're thinking about your life, this doesn't happen after one or two tries. It's a commitment. If you want to get unstuck, you need to challenge a lot of the BS thinking that has gotten you to where you are. And that takes time, it takes a lot of trial and error, believe me, believe me, I've been there. <laughs> but it's so worth it because 
you free yourself from thinking in that mentality that you're stuck and that life just happens to you and that you're confused and you don't know what to do and you actually empower yourself by knowing that the true possibilities lie within your own mind. It's insane. And then you can just get to work creating amazing changes in your life. And the only way that you can do that is to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, keep failing, keep failing, keep failing. You have to increase your rate of failure to increase your rate of success. It's just probability and statistics. If you truly get to the place where you understand the role that your own thinking has in creating the life that you're in, the life that you're living, then you can get to the place where you know that you don't need to feel stuck anymore and you always know that there's a way out of it and you can start making your way out of things and putting plans in action, making decisions, accepting what you cannot change in life and tackling the things that you can change. One really great exercise that I love doing whenever I'm super worried about anything is getting it down on paper and being able to visually look at it, being able to see my thoughts on paper because a lot of the times what we really need is just that separation between, uh, it's gonna sound crazy, but that separation between ourself and ourself. So there's always these two competing voices in our head and if we look and we see practically, visually, if we see on paper what our thoughts are, we end up attributing them to another person or another being and we can have a much more logical view of them and judge whether or not that's the truth, whether that can be challenged. I really urge you to get some of your thoughts down on paper, some of these beliefs that you have, because then you can truly see if this is a true reflection of your life or if this is just something you're thinking about your life. It's insane the way that that works. I know I kind of hit you guys with some hard truths in this episode, but honestly, the only way that you're going to ever get yourself out of feeling stuck is to take responsibility for your own thoughts and your own mindset, and that's the only way you can change your mindset. The only way to stop feeling stuck is to stop thinking thoughts that lead you to feel stuck. So I hope this was really helpful, and that's all for me today, so keep this in mind. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go and leave me a review. And if you want to get in touch or find out more about my one-on-one coaching, head to melissakellyphd.com. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.